Good evening and welcome into another edition of the Stephanie Gately Show here on WFEVsports.org. Excuse me. DJ Sixsmith alongside Chris Marasco. We have returned from San Francisco. We will have Rennie Griff alongside with us. But first, Coach Gately, how you doing? I'm doing great, DJ. How about yourself? I'm doing all right. Have you adjusted to the weather yet? Yeah, uh, not really. No, I'm not going <laughs> to lie. And I'm still trying to get back on the correct clock because yep. I you know, got, came home Saturday, slept a lot. And then, you know, then of course... Cyber Monday hit, and being a mom, you had to be ready for that. I had to get my Christmas shopping done. I was down for the count. I couldn't even think about Cyber Monday. I took two four-hour naps on Saturday, and then I was just out of business. But (laughs) what what is Cyber Monday? What is Cyber Monday? I mean, come on, Chris. Chris. Is this a a West Coast thing? No, No. it's not. This is a. Do you ever hear of Black Friday? Yeah, I've heard of Black Friday. Okay, well, Cyber Monday is the discounts online. Oh really? Yeah. You got to step your game up. And My it, parents it, had to give me a credit card. I can't. It doesn't yeah, benefit true. me. It's one. They made last year or this year maybe one point five billion dollars in sales. How about that? They went up twenty percent this year on on their on the, what they made on Cyber Monday. All right, coach. Let's talk some basketball. Okay. That San Francisco trip. You guys able to beat the Dons on Wednesday evening? Friday wasn't as good against Pacific, but just talk about the trip as a whole and what you learned about your squad. You know, I just think, you know, the reason we made that trip is I think it's important to give the kids cultural experiences as well as exposing them to, you know, some strong basketball teams. I mean, both San Francisco and Pacific were very, very competitive teams and and are both off to very, very strong starts. So for us, we wanted to, I mean, wanted to come away with at least a split, which is what we did. Uh, I thought we played very, very tough against San Francisco. Again, didn't shoot well. Then played a Pacific team that, you know, it's kind of the brand of of, of California basketball or West Coast basketball, it's hard to adjust in a, in one day to get prepared for that type of basketball. And I don't think I don't even think on tape it really did justice for what we were going to get into. And I thought that team had a lot of depth. To me, that team would have been in the top four in the Atlantic 10. So I think it was a, a great tune-up for us. And, uh, Coach, does that first loss to Pacific in any way benefit your team? Obviously, you never want to lose. But in terms of bringing you back to reality, you're not going to go undefeated a whole season. So how does that affect your team moving on? Well, I just think I've found over over the years through my experience that ears get open when you lose, you know, because now all of a sudden it's like, okay, they're gonna we're gonna listen. Time again. to listen, right? It's time to listen again, and um, and I was kind of glad that we got our butts handed to us because if it had been close, the ears might not have been open as much. And I think these kids, you know, they they've worked hard, and they they're a really really good group of kids to coach. And so I think I, I think it was, you know, if we're gonna lose one, let's 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 drop one out there. Let's not be a conference game. Uh, let's learn from it. And I think I think we got out tough, which was one disappointing aspect to me. I mean, we didn't shoot well. I think we had our opportunities to stay in that game, but I think we got out tough and got you know really our heads handed to us on the boards, which we ha- hasn't happened to us all year long. So we've done some things in the last couple of days to try to offset that. Now we talked about it a lot on the West Coast. You guys had a lot of good looks. You just weren't hitting them. Were you surprised that you shot so poorly in those two games? Yeah, I mean, you know, you never can put a finger on why. I mean, that's why I've always been a defensive coach. Right now, we're twelfth in the country in defense, and and it, because for that reason alone, if you play defense and shoot well, you'll usually win by more than ten. If you play defense and don't shoot well, it's a game to the wire. If you don't play defense and don't shoot well, it's going to be a close game. But if you don't play defense and don't shoot well, you're getting your butts kicked. So it was a combination of we didn't play awful defense, but we, it was more we got our butts handed on us on the boards, and we didn't shoot well. So it's not a great combination. Uh, you're one of your top players from last year, Ariel Collins. Her number's down a little bit to start this season. Obviously, that's something that is going to happen when you have two new additions the way you guys have this year. Is she a player that lets her numbers even 
dictate any way she plays at all, or is that something where if the team's winning, you know, she has a, one of the better attitudes on the team and she's not going to let that affect her? Well, I think Arielle is very unselfish. I, I think really for her the outcome is, is what the team did. So, I mean, I think everybody's kind of numbers have been, have been you know, kind of cut, including Abigail. You know, somebody that averaged in double figures. So everybody's kind of had to take a take a little bit more of an unselfish role for the, the what was best for this team. So I don't think we have selfish kids on our team. So I think everybody would much rather have the win than to worry about what what statistics statistics are. Sorry. So coach, we're now five games into the season. This new group playing together, starting to really gel. Have you been pleased with what they're doing? Do you think they can do more together, or are they about where you thought they'd be at this point? I mean, I, we certainly haven't peaked, you know, and you don't want to peak this early. I mean, we're still trying to find out combinations. I mean, we start four guards and, and we start a very small forward in, in Charlotte. Um, and we can either come in with a guard rotation or come in with a forward rotation, depending on, you know, wh- I think what the opponent, you know, calls for. Um, but I, I see the, what I really like is I think we've got, um, we've got a lot of depth. And so, therefore, at different times, different people can step up. And it's interesting, as I'm watching different tapes from last year, I'm like, we were really kind of handcuffed because we did, didn't have the opportunities to sub as freely as we do now. And I think one year into the system, the kids having a feel for each other. These kids play very well off of each other. And um, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a really good group to coach. You guys have been playing a lot of row games to start out the season, much like the men's team. And you have two more coming up in Marquette and then Yale. After that, though, you're kind of able to set your feet at home. You have a number of games in a row here at Rose Hill. Is that something you look forward to, to get your team going at home to maybe put some wins in that common to keep them here instead of just always in a hotel, always on the road? Yeah, I mean, there's always some strategy involved with with scheduling. Thanksgiving is a good time to travel because of the fact that you're, you know, if you have no classes and you have a little bit more flexibility with, with a couple of days off, I was able to give the kids off Saturday and Sunday to recover for the Manhattan game. But um, the Albany trip ended up being, you know, I think longer than we had anticipated with that second, you know, the road swing over to Cornell. I mean, that, I think, you know, we're kind of glad to put the, our longest road trips behind us now. Uh, I think there's always some comfort in playing at home. But be honest, I think sometimes it's nice to open the game on the road because there's so much expectations when you're at home. So, therefore, we were able to get a couple wins in our belt and then come back and respond with a good win over Delaware State. Okay, Coach, before we go to Manhattan, one more thought on San Francisco. I want to know your favorite non-basketball activity that Alcatraz, you did. DJ, Alcatraz, DJ. Alcatraz. I just thought, you know, the one thing that we were able to point that we were able to make the kids as I was walking around Alcatraz you just felt so much history, you know, you just were kind of, you felt it all around you with, even in the audio, you know, that we were listening to of like, and and as those guys were in that moment during that time, they probably had no idea that they would be part of history. And that's kind of what I try to explain to the kids. I had two of my former players come in and speak to the team on the road because I don't think our kids understand how fleeting the moment it is to be a college basketball player. It goes by so quick and, and it's such a fun moment with your teammates and, and you kind of have to capture the moment and, and for us, I think it was, you know, one, learning that we could be part of making history. You know, there's nothing like coming back in 20 years from now and saying, hey, we were the first team to get it done, you know, in the Atlantic 10. So I think for, for us, I think it was, it, it was very beneficial for us to get a piece of history by going through Alcatraz. And one of those girls who certainly benefited was Rennie Griff, who now joins us on the Stephanie Gately Show. Here with senior Rennie Griff. Rennie, how you doing today? Back from San Francisco, the weather, you know, I don't know, not, not really feeling it right now. Yeah, I mean, I finally got out over jet lag from sleeping all day Sunday, but besides that, doing well. 
All right, let's talk about Alcatraz for a second, because you have a little conspiracy that I want everybody to know about the prison we visited last week. Tell tell the folks at home about it. Okay, so when we got off the boat, like to get to Alcatraz, there's this tour guide saying that uh, we're not allowed to go over to the dungeons, can't go down there because it's under construction. And I personally think that we are keeping like terrorists or like. All the like bad guys down there. I wouldn't be surprised, Chris. I know you weren't there, but it was it was a pretty eerie feeling being around. I can't imagine going at night. We were there during the day. Yeah, yeah so. I wasn't there, but it's always been my dream to go to Alcatraz. Well, that dream will hopefully come true. <laughs> maybe day, maybe right? someday if I'm lucky. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Randy. Let's talk about the season so far. You guys were undefeated until the game against Pacific. So far, what are you thinking about the team and the new additions with Mara and Aaron and Sam? Oh, I'm. I think that they are a big key to us, and it just uh, makes our team more like deeper and deeper. Like challenges all of us at practice, so the lineup can change any day. For your team as a whole, when you have two new additions like Mar Strickland and Aaron Rooney, do they fit in right off the bat? Is your team the kind of squad that welcomes new players and embraces the potential you might have with them, or was it? Did it take a while to adjust with them? blending with the team oh I was actually just talking to Gately about the <laughs> coach Gately uh the other day we, like this is the closest my teams have ever been in all of my years and like we're just all so close on and off the court like on the court we know where each other are gonna be off the court we don't leave places without each other we're always connected by the hip and Rennie, after everything you've been through in your past four years here, you know, with one coach, with some losing experiences, how nice is it to finally have a team that clicks and is also winning on the court? It's night and day. I wish I had a couple <laughs> more years. <laughs> it really makes a difference, Chris. I mean, we, we got chemistry here. I mean, yeah, I was just about to sneeze, so you knew it was time to fill some airtime. <laughs> exactly. But um, more on the team and some of your players, do you feel that a trip, like last year was Florida, this year was San Francisco, trips like that allow you guys to grow closer and to build chemistry on and off the court? And I, You might have just been saying it, but I was getting ready to sneeze. Or something like that where you guys are able to grow together, and do you think that plays a role later in the year? Oh, definitely, because we'll always remember like the trip to Alcatraz. We'll remember those little things that like happen on the road trips that you don't really get exposed to while you're on campus now another one of the big moments of the trip was seeing the full house house <laughs> i know the team loved it i took one of the team photos in front of the house how surreal was that for you oh, to be in awesome, that park because we're most well all the seniors are like 90 babies so <laughs> like we uh grew up on full house so and emily's actually making a video okay of, it's like, happening chris I've actually gotten the question, am I named after DJ from Full House? I had to I had to refute that. I could see the resemblance. Oh, of course, of course. But that that was a really cool moment because when I was in the park, I, I just was picturing that video, uh -huh. the playing with the soccer ball. It was, I wanted to go see if Uncle Jesse was still in the house, but <laughs> unfortunately he wasn't. So, Ronnie, let's continue to talk here. You guys have Manhattan this week at home. How nice will it be to finally get back to the Rose Hill gym after all the crazy traveling you guys have been doing? It's going to be awesome. We've been all over the place and... It's always good to have a home game, always good to have our supporters there. You guys have spent a lot of time on the road. We mentioned it with Coach Gately in that interview. You have the Marquette trip coming up. It's another flight after returning from the West Coast not too long ago. Are these trips growing weary on your guys? Like I know jet lag plays a role, but is it overall just a tiring process, or do you guys feel that you're stronger for it and you don't worry about traveling long distances and getting energized to play a game? I think it is beneficial just because in the long run, 
will say like in the A10s will be used to like back-to-back games and not having much rest time. So it will benefit us. Now, Rennie, we haven't talked to you yet this year. I want to talk about that Delaware State game because right now you have the best shooting percentage on the team. <laughs> what was it like to stroke that three against the Hornets at home? It was very nice, and Ariel and I had a nice little celebration afterwards. <laughs> That's what you got to do. You got to keep it fun, especially in your senior year. So you haven't had as much court time, but in practice we got to see it. One of the best players on the scout team. What's it like going toe-to-toe with these starters and really making them work on the practice court? Oh, it's awesome because like, we get to play the other team's plays and just get to prove ourselves every day. So you can always push them harder and harder. And the real question I want to know is you got to go up against DJ Sixsmith in the <laughs> practice. He was playing for the practice squad. What was it like guarding such a strength, a presence of strength? <laughs> In the post, or just anywhere on the court. He actually did get an O board over a lot of us. So. I, I asked Taryn Durant. I was making her work pretty hard inside. Yep. I poked it away from Samantha Clark. <laughs> it, it was my first time. You, you know, had, you had an open layup, right? You I did. I blew the lip. Corning was coming at me hard, so I got a little. I got a little afraid. But you know what? I asked Coach Gailey, "Will I get a second opportunity?" She said, "Wait and see." So you know what? I'll be working in the gym. That's that's all yeah, I can get say. Get ready right. for Marquette. <laughs> get ready for Marquette, Chris. It should be very interesting. Oh, I'll be ready. I've been preparing. Oh, of course. So speaking of Marquette, you guys are going to their place this weekend. Very difficult team. They're two and two right now, but they played an extremely difficult schedule. What are you expecting with that matchup? And what do you think this team can do against a team like the Golden Eagles? A team like that, you just got to go out like. You have nothing to lose. Like everyone expects them to just blow them out because they're such like a top tier team, and so th- those games are the best because you can just go, no expectations, just go at them. So you guys were ranked 11th, I think, in the A10 preseason poll. Is that is that right? That yeah, is correct. So You're doing your homework. 11th. I was doing that a while ago, but um, obviously with your record now and the way you guys have been playing that ranking really doesn't play a role at all into how you guys feel you can compete with other teams so when you go up against a big east opponent like marquette do you even think about rankings like that or do you feel you can play with anyone in the country i think we can play with anyone in the country like on any given day any team can win and it's even like like being the underdog is just like fuel so like everyone expects us to be bad and just that much better when we win. So if Baylor and Brittany Griner walk into Rose Hill, how do you guys <laughs> fare against a team like that? It would be awesome. It'd be a great experience. Hey, it's all about the experience. Now let's talk about rankings for a second. Your defense is number twelve in the country with points allowed. For a coach that preaches defense, how nice is it to see those results come to fruition? Oh, it would have been even better if we didn't let Pacific score that much, but um, it's so great because every practice, it's defense, defense, defense. So it's good that it's paying off in the games. In terms of player-coach relationship, do you feel that Coach Gately has all of her players buying into her system and that has allowed you guys to play better as a team in terms of things like ball movement and communicating on the court? Without a doubt. And she's very good at if one player steering away from her guidelines, she'll grab them right before it's too late. Like it's, And also we're... The players are on each other all the time. So, so Rennie, a big rivalry game tomorrow night. We talked about it with Coach Gately. Your senior class has had some issues with the Jaspers, so how important is it to you and the rest of your seniors to get a victory against Manhattan? This is a big game. It's bragging rights. Battle for the Bronx. That's what it's all about, Chris. <laughs> yeah, back-to-back. I think men's and women's, women's before women's, men's. Yeah. Women's will be Wednesday right here, WFEVsports.org. 6.55, we come on with the one-on-one pregame report, and then 
Thursday night, 7.30, will be the broadcast of the men's game. So, Rennie, what's it like to have both the men and the women's team playing Manhattan on back-to-back nights? I like it. I wish it was a doubleheader. It's just so good for the fans to get there, and they have both nights. So, it's going to be fun. So at the end of the season, who's going to have a better record, the Fordham ladies or the Fordham men? Ladies, without a doubt. <laughs> ah, right now, that's where things are going. The <laughs> men are having some trouble, and I think the better broadcasters are with the women, too. <laughs> that's what it is. Well, I've done both teams, so I'm a little split uh, Don't Don't one. play the fence. Come on. <laughs> All right, Rennie, let's get you out of here on this one. This team's 4-1 and one right now. How far do you think your, your squad can go by the end of the year? I think we could win the A-10 and everything. It's just... Little steps. We gotta win the continue to win the little battles, continue to just focus on the next game, not far down. All right, Rennie. Well thanks so much for joining us and we'll see you tomorrow night. Thank you. All right, thanks so much, Rennie. Coach, let's bring it back to Manhattan. Rivalry game. The Jasper's struggling a little bit this year. So my question to you is, what's the biggest key in tomorrow night's game? Well, I mean, you, you can't even look at opponents' records because you just basically have to look at no name on the jersey. That team stands be not, between us protecting the home court and winning, uh, you know, the crosstown rival and, and not. And so I I don't get too wrapped up into records because, they you know, they've lost in overtime. They've lost close games. They lost a tough game on the road to Cornell. The, the score didn't indicate how close it was. They just lost a tough one to FDU. So they're constantly hanging around. And the more you let a team like that hang around who's had a lot of success and is extremely well coached, the more you give them an opportunity to sneak a game. Uh, we don't we don't want anybody to steal anything from us at home. This is our home court. We dropped too many close games last year at home to let it happen again. A game against Manhattan, who a team that comes in with a poor record. You said it yourself before, a rivalry, and it's something that both teams are going to play up. They play up to their comp- competition regardless of the way they've been playing prior to that game. Is this, are these the wins you need in order for your team to advance that next level to that next tier of being one of the better teams in this conference and just overall as a program? Yeah, I mean, I, I try to challenge a kid to say, hey, listen, as a senior class, like you've lost two out of three games in Manhattan. You know, the overall series is in the favor of Manhattan. You know, we should be starting to separate ourselves as a program. We should, we should, you know, I never have a, an elitist attitude because that's not how I, I operate. But I just think that we should, you know, get to the point where, you know, we should be able to go in and say we are the better team. I mean, right now those games every year have been a 50-50 game, and it should start to swing 60-40. I mean, that's the type of level of recruits we should be able to bring in. Um, but I think, you know, teams like Manhattan – I mean, of course, you want to build as many non-conference games for a couple of reasons. One, to get your confidence, and two, to get opportunities for wins to put yourself in position for postseason. For a player like Mara Strickland, Coach, would you say this is a, an important game for her to get going so she has confidence in shooting the ball for the rest of the year? Yeah, I mean, if you look at it, to be honest, DJ, across the board, nobody's been shooting well. You know, a couple games, you know, but right. Albany and Delaware State maybe. But, I mean, in this last swing... Nobody shot well. So I think it's important for everybody to gain some confidence. I mean, Mar is a shooter, so you want her to gain confidence, but not at the expense of you know, taking right. bad shots and, and getting, not getting out of our offense. So I just think it's important that we still stay, you know, with the tomorrow against 1-3-1 or, you know, the Manhattan runs a run 3 one We can't fall in love with a three-pointer, you know, because we saw that even last year against Cornell. We went like two for 27 and, and lost a game against a team I thought overall we were better than. So uh, we just want to make sure that we just develop the overall team to put ourselves in the best position possible to win these games. Just looking at the numbers, right now Rooney and Strickland are doing a majority of the team scoring with Collins right behind them. Are those two players that you'll look to down the stretch this season are going to be your go-to players who you want the ball in their hands, or is that 
too far to look now and you still don't know who might emerge as one of your top scorers or the person you go to? Well, I think they've proven that they can shoot the ball. I mean, I, I don't think you rule out Ace or Abigail or Charlotte. I mean, I think those kids obviously have been proven scorers as, as well. Um, I'm confident with any of them to have the ball in their hands. I think they're all capable, and that's the, that's the beauty of this team is there's a lot of diversity and, and there's a lot of people kind of answer the call. So, I mean, uh, right now it's been Aaron Amar, but on any given night, I think it could be Abigail Ace or Charlotte and think, you know, and also Sam Clark comes off the bench and other kids have been able to step up and do different things. But, um, you know, typically speaking, I think the ones that are going to have the ball at the end of possession are either going to be Aaron or Ace, you know, Ariel Collins. I think they're the ones, especially running the point, they're going to be the ones either making a decision to take the shot or, to, you know, to, to, to pass it off. All right, Coach, before you get out of here, why don't you tell us about the future of this program, three players that will be joining the squad next year. What do we have in store here at Rose Hill? You know, we're excited about the three kids we signed. I mean, we, you know, last year, uh, Samantha Clark was somebody we were on for, like, four years when I was Long at Mama. Time. So she was kind of obviously the jewel of our class. I mean, we needed to bring in a post player. We answered what, we, our, what our needs were, and we, and we knew we had two kids sitting out. You know, so now we also have one in the waiting in the wings in Brianna Jordan. Um, but the three kids we signed, you know, the one thing, one, I want to get to know their parents because I think you're a reflection of your parents. So the character of the kid is always number one for me. Um, they to be great students. All three are honor students, you know, and so they fit the bill of what I think Fordham represents. And they all kind of own a skill. I mean, Hannah Misery is the top three-point shooter in the state of New Jersey. And then uh, Danielle Burns is coming in. She's just a really tough guard. Her AAU coach, um, Jason Harris, was one of the top scorers in Fordham's history. And he, w- he was actually a, a very key link for us getting involved with Danielle. Danielle had a serious injury at the end of the summer in Torrey ACL, so she's probably going to miss the majority, if not all, her senior year. So I think a lot of people dropped off, and we end up right. being fortunate to get her. Uh, and then Danielle Padovano is another kid from Jersey. She'll be one of the top players in New Jersey. She's a matchup problem. She reminds me a lot of Charlotte in that she can shoot the three, she can go to the basket, she can rebound. So we think all three can come in and make a contribution. Well, it certainly should be a great future. Before we go, how about one comment about Marquette? That game this weekend, a very tough opponent. What can you tell us about the Golden Eagles? Well, Terry Mitchell and I go way back. We've been working <laughs> camp. I mean, we were camps when we were 18 and 19 years old. So we're going back to, what, five years ago, DJ? Of course. Yeah, we, we talked yeah, about yeah, your yeah, age. Yeah, thank you, yes. DJ. Thank you. You're, you're learning, DJ. Don't look at day over 22. I That's give you what props. Said. I give you props. <laughs> um, but, you know, they're, they're always a postseason team. You know, it's a road game against a Big East team, against a team that's in the postseason consistently. It, it'll, um, it'll be a tough challenge for us, but I think the kids will welcome that challenge, and that's why it's so important to get off the right, on the right foot tomorrow against Manhattan. And that game, of course, tomorrow. You can find it right here on WFUVsports.org. 7 o'clock to start. Coach, thanks so much, and we'll see you tomorrow night. Thanks, CJ. Thanks, thanks a lot, Chris. Coach. Appreciate it. And that will do it for another episode of the Stephanie Gately Show. The executive producer of WFUV Sports is Bob Ahrens. Tune in tomorrow night right here on WFUVsports.org as the Rams battle the Manhattan Jaspers for Bronx bragging rights. Game tips off at 7 p.m., and we'll be on five minutes before with the one-on-one pregame report. Then this Saturday, be sure to listen in at 7.55 as the Fordham Rams take on the Marquette Golden Eagles. So for my partner, Chris Marasco, this is DJ Sixsmith. We'll see you next Monday, not next Tuesday, because the Rams will be at Yale University for a matchup with the Bulldogs. Have a good evening, everybody. Stephanie Gately Show is an exclusive production of WFUV Sports.